So, what's good, what's good, what's good, what's going on? What's going on, what's going on? Got a few little things to chit-chat about. Probably looking at the title. You're probably like, who who are these ninjas that need to be embarrassed to call themselves thinking men? Well, yesterday. You know, I didn't have a lot to do. I just had to cut some hair. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? Because I don't really have a lot of time to do it lately. I said, I'm going to go to a couple of live streams of people that I'm still cool with. Hop on and add my two cents, right? Bilderberg boy said, AM, you stay eating. Peace, brother. Hope all is well. Yeah, all is well. So yesterday I started out by going to Artisan Artisan's channel, Shop Talk Live, where we chopped it up about Star Wars and you know, geek culture, things of that nature. Then when I left there, I went over to the Roger Report. And after the Roger Report, I went over to the Bishop's Channel. But the one that stands out, what's going on, Kendra? The one that stands out is when I went over to the Roger Report. I went over to the Roger Report and there was something going on over there that was so goofy that I had to speak out about it. I had I had to go in about it. I had to. I had to. I mean, aside from the fact that you can't go to a single space in the ghetto sphere without hearing Kevin's name a million times. And I look. I don't know how many ways I got to explain this to y'all. Saying his name is not going to give you his level of success. Putting in work and a little bit of luck might get you that level of success. Okay? But apparently, they're over there worried and I finally got to the meat of what the problem was. And they're like, oh, it's going to be next year. It's going to be a horrible year. Next year is going to be messed up. Well, why is next year going to be so messed up? Well, you know, because Joe and Kamala are going to be in office. Debatable. And she's already made it clear 
that she's going to censor the internet from people talking about black women. Oh, so that's what you worried about. You're worried that somebody is going to put a stop to your incessant complaining about what black women do. That's what you're worried about. You're worried that you won't have a place to talk about BFF anymore. If I wanted to, I could stop the show right here. Because that right there is enough for you ninjas to be embarrassed to call yourself thinking men. If, if you really were moving forward, that wouldn't even be an issue for you. Because of the fact that you've already learned what you needed to learn in reference to BFF and you've moved on. <laughs> right? But that should be the least of your worries. And and I, you know, I brought that up to them. I said that should be the least of your worries. And you know, one of them was, if Kamala's gonna get in there and then she's gonna, ah. I said, how do you know that? Because it said it on the news. That's not what he said, but he may as well have said that. Because everything that came out of his mouth after that were talking points from the news. But but these are supposed to be thinking black men. These are supposed to be intelligent black men. Over there crying. We're not going to be able to talk about black women anymore. We're not going to be able to do it because Kamala's going to get in there and she's going to... I've never seen nothing so embarrassing in my life. And then... The lack of knowledge that you knuckleheads have about politics and the process was even more embarrassing. Yeah, one dude literally cut me off just to speculate. Well, I believe that the pandemic has a much worse purpose and then they're possibly trying to do X, Y, Z with the vaccine. And I'm just sitting there listening to him. I'm listening to him guess and speculate at something I know. But he cut me off to speculate. I got the facts on what he's talking about. But he cut me off to speculate.
And, and I, I wish I would have been in person to, to slap him. I wish I would have been in person because I'm so sick of you stupid ninjas who know absolutely nothing about what you are talking about, yet you insist on running your mouth. So much so that somebody could be talking that has the facts, but you want to cut them off so you can guess, speculate, hypothesize, and theorize. You're an idiot. You yet you have no idea what you're talking about. You over there worrying about, you worrying about getting censored on the internet in reference to talking about black women. You worried about losing your freedom to say what you want on the internet. You're about to lose your physical freedom, you dummy! Negroes are an embarrassment. And this is the only reason why, you know, I'll, I'll go visit the ghetto sphere, but I, I don't stay there long. I just breeze through. What y'all talking about? And I keep it moving. And I keep it moving. Because you're idiots. You even had one guy... He said to me, well, wait a minute, angry man. Why is it you believe that it's going to go this way instead of this way? And, and if y'all been paying attention, you know I can't say everything, but read between the lines. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you know what happened last month and they're pretending to give you know who the position of you know what. I told this knucklehead that that ain't going to happen. How is that going to happen with everything that is going on right now? You, you, you obviously ain't paying attention. Right? But before I go into any more of that. Before I go into any more of that, I'm going to go into that because I had to explain to this idiot the entire process. They, they don't seem to understand the process. They're talking about things and they don't even understand the process of what they're talking about. How do you have a how do you have a position on a topic? But your position is somebody else's position. You haven't even went and done the research to gain your own position on the topic. You mad because CNN mad. How does that work?
But before I go into any more, I hope you guys are having a great Monday. Hope you're having a productive, awesome Monday in spite of all of the foolishness that's going on. If you're new to the show or if you are a fan of the show, make sure you support the channel. You can do so by going to Cash App, dollar sign, The Angry Man. Make the Cash App ring during the stream. I need 20 people. We got almost 400 people watching. I need 20 people to hit the Cash App right now. Support the channel. So I told the young buck that ain't gonna happen, right? He said, but if, if you know who <coughs> stays you know where, that'll be a coup. And see, this, this is the thing, <coughs> this is the thing. That, that you idiots don't realize. What you don't realize is I know the headlines of those stories. I read the headlines of like the, the Washington Post, the New York Times, just because I think those headlines are funny. So I know that that's where you're getting your information. And I know that's where, what you're doing. You're, re, you're repeating propaganda. You're repeating propaganda. But see, the reason why you don't know any better is because you haven't even taken the time to actually read your constitution. You haven't even taken the time to learn the voting process. You haven't even taken the time to understand that the man ain't doing nothing outside of the damn law. You don't know what you're talking about. Either go pick up a book, do some research, or shut the hell up. Stop contributing to propaganda. But we know what you do. We know what you do. Instead of fighting for what's right preemptively, what you do is you wait for the foolishness to pop off. Then you wait for your rights to be taken. And then you sit around and complain about it in a circle jerk session like a bunch of dip, dippity doodahs. Almost said sugar honey iced tea. Almost said it. Almost said it. He had one guy said to me, "Well, if 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 that's true, angry man, then why is it you believe that?" I said, "Where should I begin?" And he he said it to me. He said it to me like it was supposed to be an easy answer. 
why I believe you know who won't end up you know where. He, he said, well, you explain it to me, angry man. That's not a very simple answer. Between last month to this month, a lot has taken place. Now, if you actually took the time to watch my show, you would know what happened and what took place. But you don't know. You just running your mouth. You just running your mouth. But all you have to know is this, and everybody in here that watches my show will confirm it for you. All you have to know is up to this point, everything that I said was going to happen has happened. Am I lying, y'all? Tell me if I'm lying. See, the reason why a lot of you dudes, and I know some of you are in here. The reason why a lot of you dudes think I don't know what I'm talking about, because you spend most of your time in your own little echo chamber. You don't come over here. So you think Angry Man just don't know what he's talking about. Brian, appreciate the PayPal. You think Angry Man just don't know what he's talking about. Oh, Angry Man don't know what he's talking about. He just a dumb thug. Oh, no, maybe BGS told you I didn't know what I was talking about. Who knows? Maybe Obsidian told you. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe somebody told you. Angry man. Angry man don't know what he talking about. He just a dumb thug. He just a thug. He don't know what he talking about. He just be running his mouth. I don't know if you know or not, but the worst nightmare for some of these dudes is for me to be right. That, that is the worst nightmare for some of these dudes. Is for me to be right. You know why? Because it destroys the narrative of what they believe. Which is the only person that can be right is some incel Ivy League went to college uh, 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 and had problems with women Poindexter Duncan Penderhue's face ninja. That, that, that's the only type of dude that can be right about anything. If you got tattoos and you speak with slang and you from the streets and you hood and you got a hood demeanor, it's impossible for you to be intelligent. It's impossible for you to read a book. It's impossible for you to understand the dynamics of politics, power, strategy and warfare. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't be smart. 
How dare you? How dare you be smart? You're supposed to be some dumb Negro. Right? How many times do I have to prove that I'm smart? That's the question. So you know how you would know if I was stupid? Anybody can anybody can lecture like I'm doing right now. Anybody can sit on their channel and lecture, 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 right? That's easy. Anybody can repeat information. That's easy. You know when you find out when somebody's intelligent? When you put them on the spot. Remember when ABL went on uh, Roland Martin? And Roland Martin stumped him? That was a sign that ABL is not very bright. Roland Martin wouldn't have been able to stump me like that. Because the intelligence comes from your comprehension level. How fast your, your neurons are firing. And I don't know how many times I've gotten into debates, discussions or whatever. And some of you dudes that consider yourself to be the smartest dudes in the ghetto sphere. You couldn't get over on me. You couldn't get over on me. Oh, no, you know, I'm a force to be reckoned with. That's why you dislike me so much. Because I'm a conundrum. Right. An anomaly. Something that you find great difficulty explaining. How is it this dude speaks like that? It's easy. Because you can chew gum and walk at the same time. And I'm pretty sure you were taught this at a very early age before you got your Ivy League education or your credentials. I'm pretty sure somebody told you to never judge a book by its cover. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So, you had this guy who was like, well, that's not making any sense, angry man. Because the, 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 you know what? They already counted. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Let me explain to you how the electoral college works, right? I've done this before and I'll explain it again. You have two things when you're when you have a vote you have the popular vote and you have the electoral college now <clears throat> most people will say well what's the point of the electoral college you even have some people that you know i've heard numerous black people say who are the electoral college and why do they get to pick the president well if you if you're asking that question then you have not paid attention in civics class or you have not you have not taken the time to go understand 
or research and learn what the Electoral College is. Okay? So, you have people that will argue that we have a democracy, right? Which is majority rule, right? Well, then you'll have some ninjas who think they're smart. They'll come along and say, we don't have a democracy. We have a republic, right? The truth is we have both. The truth is we have both. This was the genius of the founding fathers of this country. So most would say, well, how do you how do you have a democracy and a republic at the same time? Well, the Electoral College is the republic part. The popular vote is the democratic part. Right? Now most of you say, but if you if if the if the state legislature picks electors, that's not the people voting. Doesn't have to be the people voting because you voted for the state legislators. This is why it is important to play a part in your local politics, not just the national politics. You shouldn't wait for the presidency to actually play a role in it because there are a bunch of moving parts. And by the time you get to the presidential race, all of the other moving parts are already in play. Okay? So, the way it works <clears throat> is you have a combination of both, which is supposed to balance it out. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect system. It's not a perfect system. But the point of it is not to be perfect. The point of it is to provide balance. That's the point of it. So, all over the country, when everybody goes to vote for the president, right? Everybody goes to vote for the president. When you go to vote for the president, everyone casts their vote. And whether you know it or not, your vote does count. It does matter. It does matter. It plays a role. It plays a major role, right? Especially down ticket. Most people don't pay no attention to that. You should pay attention to that. You should know who you're voting for down ticket. You should know what their policies are. You should know what their positions are. You should know all of that. You should know what their mission is. You, you, should, you should know all of that, right? So you vote. Everybody votes, right? On the night of, they're supposed to call it that night. So when all of the votes come in and they've got uh, they've gotten up to above eighty to ninety percent of the of the votes in, whoever has the most votes, they win 
that set of votes for that state. So if the state has five electoral votes, whoever won the state wins those electoral votes. Now, the importance of the Electoral College is to provide balance because if you just if you just did the vote on the popular vote, then California and New York would for the most part determine the 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 election every time. Okay? It would determine the election every time. And the reason why is because those are two of the most densely populated uh, parts of the United States Okay They're also two of the most liberal Parts of the United States Now the reason why the electoral College is important Is because If you just did The popular vote Then the politicians would only focus On the states That have the most People Or the largest population now, for the flyover states, that leaves them out. That means that their their uh, complaints or their needs would fall on deaf ears because the politicians wouldn't try to campaign to them. They wouldn't try to figure out what it is they want in those areas or what they need in those areas, which is the whole point of the, the, the political process is you, you want your vote is what you have to bargain with. So if you want a politician to do something, you you have to say, well, look, if you don't do X, Y, Z, I'm not gonna vote for you. But if you do X, Y, Z, we'll vote for you. So this is why the electoral college is important because basically what they do is they figure out the population of a place and based on the population, they determine how many electoral college votes that that uh, population gets. <clears throat> now, once that's wrapped up, once you reach the, the, the safe harbor date, then after that, on the 14th, you have your, um, you have your uh, state uh, legislators meet and they pick their electors, right? Now, what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to pick electors that represent what the people voted for so if let's see so you you have uh you know biden went in california right so when california state legislators convene to pick their uh uh to cast their electoral votes right they're supposed to cast their votes for those those however many it is for california for joe biden right and every state is supposed to do that according to who won that state now every once in a while you'll have i forgot the term for it but it's a it's electors that decide not to go with that okay and it's that's not against the law so state elector State electors for, you know, um, one state, they could be like, well, I'm not going to put the votes in for this person. I'm going to put it in for the other candidate for whatever reason, right? It's rare, 
but it happens. It's rare, but it's allowed, right? So then even after that, once all of the electoral votes are collected, the president of the Senate, which is the vice president, which is Mike Pence this time, he takes all of the votes, alternative electors. Yeah, but you also have rogue electors that just decide. Those are two different things, right? Those are two different things. Alternative electors is when somebody, when one group will say, one, one party will say, okay, I'm sending the electors, but then the other party says, we're going to send our electors. That's alternate electors. A rogue elector, rogue electors is when they know they're supposed to uh, pick the Republican candidate, but instead they pick the Democratic one. Right? So, when the president of the Senate goes down to Washington on January 6th, it's his duty to announce the votes as he counts them, right? Now, yet again, yet again, you have a situation where if there are alternates, the president of the Senate can acknowledge one and not the other. So let's say you have one state that has two sets of electors, electoral votes, right? He can choose whichever one he wants. Now, it'll be some controversy, but he gets to choose. And the reason why is because it's, it's all part of this process. Because after he's announced everything, the, the, the uh, House and the Senate have the ability to object to any of the votes. So let's say for argument's sake, Mike Pence decides he's going to pick this set and the House and the Senate have a problem with it, at least one of the, one of the House representatives or and one of the senators, they can raise an objection and then they'll have to debate on it for like two hours. And then it's going to determine what... And see, most people will sit back and say, well, why is all of this extra stuff? What is the point of all of this? It's called checks and balances. When you have this process going through this many hands of elected officials and you have this process being scrutinized the way it is, it makes it very difficult for someone to just be placed in a position of power easily. Okay? Makes it very difficult. That's why when you see all of the things that are occurring right now, you got all of these people talking about, um, you know, oh, well, this is a coup. And like, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Stop repeating stuff. You're talking about these are the same people on the news that want that want you to believe that 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 Trump is, you know, who from Germany. Back in 1940 You gotta stop listening to that You gotta stop listening to that foolishness Cause that's all it is Is foolishness That's all it is Now That process is extremely important Okay 
So, just like the brother just brought up where he said alternate electors, this go around, you actually have, I think, seven states that has that going on. Which is going to make for a very interesting session on the 6th, okay? Not saying what the outcome is because I don't know what the outcome is going to be. And if you want more detail about that, you're going to watch me later on tonight. But one of the guys said to me while I was over on the Roger Report, he said, but they've already counted and they, they, they. Look, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. And I broke down what happened with this, with the seven different states or whatever. And look, you even had one dude who brought up Georgia. And this is what he said about Georgia. He said, well, what I don't understand is Georgia has always been a red state. They're the ones who made the voting laws, and now the, the Republicans, they made the voting laws in Georgia, and now they're complaining about the, the loopholes in the laws in Georgia. Shut up! You don't know what you're talking about. I literally had to school this dude. By the time I got finished, he, he was quiet. You don't know what he's talking about. Not even a little bit. You don't even know what took place in Georgia. You just you just running your mouth based up based upon. You just running your mouth based upon what you heard through the grapevine. And, and I know what you're gonna say. You're going to say, but angry man, you just running your mouth about what you heard through the grapevine. No, I'm not. Georgia state law was violated. You can literally go look up the law. You can go look up the law. Go look up the case. You can go look up what Stacey Abrams did. And you will see clear cut that there was a violation. That's not speculatory. That's not hearsay. That's not a matter of opinion. That is bone hard fact. That is bone hard fact. Same thing in Wisconsin. Same thing in Pennsylvania. Same thing in Michigan. It's fact. It's fact. Now, the other thing that he said was, oh, well, am I supposed to believe that in each one of them states, they did so-and-so and it? Yeah, it's called a plan, dummy. It's called a plan. What, what, you, what you think? You think it's hard for, for, for people in five different, different states to, to, to do something? What do you think? What do you think? This is 1822 where we got to send smoke signals to each other. 
you, you, I can tell by the way you Negroes talk, you have a steady diet of MSM all day. By the way, I need 10 people to hit the cash app for this education I'm giving. Because I ain't finished. I, I haven't even got I haven't even got into the deep stuff yet. Oh, I haven't even got into the technical stuff yet. I haven't even cited, I haven't even cited uh, 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 court cases yet. We're going to wait and see if we get them 10 cash apps before we go any further. So, so what, what, what happened? What happened? Okay, well, first of all, this is what you need to understand. Last week, I did a show, if y'all remember. I did a show about the Dred Scott case. Press one if y'all remember me doing a show about the Dred Scott case and breaking down how in the Dred Scott case, one of the excuses for the way they ruled was lack of standing because they claimed that Dred Scott was not a citizen of the United States. And how now they're doing the same thing in these courts, just in a different way, but they're using lack of standing, right? Now, as I stated before, the Supreme Court is, is one of the most powerful institutions in our country, if not the most powerful. The reason why it's so powerful is because however they choose to interpret the Constitution sets precedence. Precedence which people in the future can refer back to in order to make their case, whether it be in a positive or a negative way. This is why everybody was so offended by the ruling of Justice Taney when it came to the Dred Scott case, right? Because he basically set a legal precedence. Now, that legal precedence the flaw in it 
was later identified by John Bingham, a representative from, uh, I forgot where he was from. But John Bingham sought to fix the flaw, or as he said, the hole in the Constitution, by coming up with the 14th Amendment, right? So basically what he saw, and you're, you're, you're watching this go on right now. You're watching this go on right now in very, in numerous different ways, right? So he saw a hole in the constitution where basically there was a landmark case and I tried to give you guys the case last time, but I couldn't remember the name of it. It was Baron v. Baltimore. The way the Supreme Court ruled in Barron v. Baltimore, it basically made it to where the Bill of Rights did not apply to the states. Okay, so federally you had these Bill of Rights, but each individual state was different. So each of the states had the ability to basically ignore the Bill of Rights. Okay? This was a major problem. All right. This was a major problem. So. What the 14th Amendment is meant to do is it's meant to remedy that problem. In, in three ways, three ways. The three ways that the 14th Amendment is meant to remedy that problem is the, the 14th Amendment stipulates that any citizen of the United States, whether born or naturalized, has certain inalienable rights, okay? One of those rights is due process. The other one is equal protections. And the third is privileges and immunities, right? And the purpose of especially the privileges and immunities is to fix it so that the state cannot take away certain rights from United States citizens, okay? The only problem is when you get to the uh, privileges and immunities, there are times where the Supreme Court interprets that in a certain way. So this goes back to what I said before about you have the law but you have the interpretation of the law so you have the letter of the law you have the spirit of the law right or the substance or substantive due process right so why is that important it's important because later on that loophole in the Bill of Rights as it pertains to states has been used. And whenever you cite the, the, the 14th Amendment, then that can be interpreted wrong, right? The case that stands out, as I stated last time, is District of Columbia versus Heller. 
where basically this case is dealing with the Second Amendment, right? Now, in, in D.C., in the District of Columbia, they had some law where it says that you could own a gun, but the gun had to be disabled, had to be unloaded, and all of this type of crap. You could own it in your house, but it had to be all of these different things, right? And then there was something about only the militia could own guns and all this crap, right? So that case went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled favorably, but only by a vote of one. It was only it was only a, a slim majority that 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 ruling won. If it had went the other way, that would have been that would have been the beginning of the end of your Second Amendment rights to own firearms, right? Which is supposed to be a right across the board for United States citizens. And to take away that right in any type of way is supposed to be un unconstitutional, I think with the exception of, you know, being incarcerated, being a felon and things of that nature. But even then, some people could argue that it's still unconstitutional. But that would be a difficult fight. But... Even when they ruled in District of Columbia versus Heller in favor of uh, Heller, it still didn't set a legal precedence. The reason why it didn't set a legal precedence is because you still had that issue of states doing certain things that they want to do in spite of what is supposed to be done federally. Okay, because each state has its own constitution, and then the United States has its constitution that's supposed to be over all of it, right? But you have states finding little loopholes, okay? So the problem with District of Columbia versus Heller is that it didn't set a precedence because the District of Columbia is not a state. It's a federal jurisdiction. So after that, probably a couple of years after that, you had McDonald versus Chicago, which did set the precedence when it comes to states and it comes to your uh, 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 privileges and immunities when it comes to the rights that you're supposed to have that are guaranteed to you by the Constitution. Now, most of you might say, well, well, angry man, what does this have to do with Georgia? Well, what this has to do with Georgia is the fact that there are always things in the Constitution or things in state constitutions that are used to do something that is a conflict of interest with the overall United States Constitution. Okay? So, in Georgia, Stacey Abrams, she has been celebrated and hailed as a politician who's fighting to make sure that the black vote in Georgia is not disenfranchised. But that's a cover. That's a cover. Now, if you look at the Voters' Rights Act of the 1960s, right? The Voters' Rights Act at the time was considered necessary but it shouldn't have been necessary the reason why it shouldn't have been necessary is because 
you're already guaranteed the right to vote under the 14th Amendment. But the reason why they came up with the Voters Rights Act is because after the 14th Amendment, you had a lot of people in the South that did not want to acknowledge the 14th Amendment, did not want to acknowledge the rights of blacks. So they came up with this sort of pseudo caste system. It was originally called black, the Black Codes, but it later was referred to as Jim Crow, right? So through Jim Crow, there were certain states that were prohibiting black people from voting through little legal loopholes like, oh, well, if you don't own this, you don't own property, you can't vote. Or if you don't have this, you can't vote. Or if you can't do this, you can't vote, right? So the Voters' Rights Act of the 60s was supposed to remedy that. The only problem is anybody that is a clever politician can use the Voters' Rights Act in order to get away with something that would not technically be legal, right? So, in Georgia, Stacey Abrams filed a lawsuit. And what she used for the grounds of the lawsuit was that the black vote was being disenfranchised. And per the Voters' Rights Act, you can't have that. Now, you have somebody like uh, Justice Roberts, who, who was the one who didn't want to take this Texas case. Justice Roberts has argued numerous times that they should get rid of the Voters' Rights Act. Now, he makes a strong argument. But the only way you'll understand what position his argument is from, see, if you're, if you're pseudo-pro-black, you'll instantly say, oh, they're trying to get rid of the Voters' Rights Act. They're trying to get away, they're trying to take away black people's right to vote. You don't get the right to vote with the Voters' Rights Act. You get the right to vote from being a United States citizen. The Voters Rights Act is only meant to protect you from little goofy Jim Crow laws that stopped you, that took away your right to vote. Okay, through a technicality. So as long as you don't have that going on, which doesn't go on anymore, you don't really need the Voters Rights Act, right? And the reason why Justice Roberts was saying that you should take it, take it away is because people are using it in a very bad way. Now, prime example of them using it in a bad way is Stacey Abrams saying, look, asking somebody to have an ID disenfranchises the black vote. You know, because a lot of us black folks, we ain't got IDs. They even do that here in North Carolina. I had a conversation with my girl and I was like, yo, why they didn't ask me for no ID when I went to vote? She said, oh, well, you, they can't ask you for ID because that's considered to be racist now. 
that most people might say, well, how is that even possible? Voters' rights act. Because basically what people are doing, what pseudo pro-blacks are doing nowadays is they are using the Voters' Rights Act to say that anything that disqualifies a person from voting. So let's say you have a person who is a law abiding citizen. They've never went to jail. They've never gotten a felony, which means they can vote. They do have the right to vote. So what people like Stacey Abrams is saying is that, well, if this person has a right to vote, they should be able to vote without all of these extra stipulations like having an ID, having to do a signature, all of that stuff. Right now. On the surface, it seems to be innocent. But beneath the surface that can be used as a way to get extra people to vote who aren't qualified to vote. Now, most of you might say, well, wait a minute, angry man, how this doesn't make any sense. It, it makes perfect sense. It's the same way that gun control will take the guns out of the hands of people who can legally have guns, but it's not going to stop the people who are criminals. They're still going to get their guns regardless, which makes it a stupid idea in the first place. But it's the same thing with this, with this, uh, um, with, with them using the voters rights act like this, because basically what you're saying is you're saying, okay, I'm trying to fix it so that people who, uh, should have the right to vote are able to vote without any restrictions. But really what you're doing is you're trying to bloat your numbers. They're not even hiding it. If you go look up Stacey Abrams right now on the internet, you'll see numerous um, you'll see numerous videos talking about how Stacey Abrams made Georgia blue. Well, that's an interesting question. How do you make a state that is traditionally red blue? Short of moving all of the Republicans out of the state and, and moving more uh, Democrats in the state. Well, it's easy. It's easy. This is how you do it. If you have a city like Atlanta. Where you have a large migration of black folks coming to that city. You have to get more of them to vote. So you have to come up with. Uh organizations like rock the vote things of that nature and you go out and you hit the pavement and you try to get as many people registered to vote as you can now because of the fact that black population traditionally now in this modern era traditionally vote democrat or vote democrat because of their lack of political knowledge or because they're shamed in the voting Democrat. Let's be honest. If you're black and you don't vote Democrat, you're, you're, you're almost kicked out of your neighborhood. Right. So that's the way you do it. If you're trying to be on the up and up, which is you go around and you try to register as many uh, black folk as you can in this traditionally red state. But here's where the problem comes in at. 
The problem comes in when you go to these neighborhoods and you try to register people to vote and you come across some folks that don't have an ID. Why don't they have an ID? Oh, well, in the black neighborhood, sometimes people license gets suspended. They, they rights to drive and get taken away. So they don't see a point in having an ID. Or sometimes it's just because they just don't have one. They haven't went to go get their ID or, or maybe they lost their birth certificate or maybe there's a bunch of different reasons, but they don't have an ID. So how do you register somebody who doesn't have an ID? Right. Or you go to these neighborhoods and you come across a bunch of people that can't vote because they are felons. Right. They've served time. You feel me? So now you're presented with a problem. The problem that you're presented with is you have a large population of black folk, but only a percentage of them can actually vote. They're only only a uh, percentage of them are allowed to vote. So you're looking like, oh, holy crap. We'll never turn the state blue this way. Unless. You file a lawsuit with the district court. Saying that having to have an ID. Is a violation of the Voters Rights Act. Then you win that lawsuit. And sign a consent decree with the sitting attorney general, Rad Raffensberger. The only problem is when you did this legal process, which is proposed to be a legal process, you did it behind the back of the General Assembly. And it's in that little gray area of the law because it's not like you did anything illegal. You didn't technically do anything illegal, technically. You're just in that gray area. See, it's not a lie. It's just a lie of omission. You know, we didn't lie to the General Assembly. We just didn't tell them about it. So this consent decree, the agreement was basically that you don't have to have an ID, you don't have to do signature verification, you don't have to do any of these things. Now, here's the problem. This goes back to what I said about the Bill of Rights and how there was a loophole in it that John Bingham found that, you know, based on Baron v. Baltimore, the states did not really have to acknowledge the Bill of Rights. This is another loophole. Because of the fact that you have a Democratic governor, you have a Democratic attorney general, you have Democratic judges, you have all of these things going on in the state of Georgia, right? They're going to uphold this consent decree. And now it's up to the Republicans to fight against it, but... They're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Because if they fight against it, 
then Stacey Abrams can cry foul and say it's racism. It's really quite genius what they did. It's really quite genius what they did. I'll, I'll give it to them. It was smart. It was really smart. It was a gamble, but it was smart. Now, here's the problem. The problem is just like with Baron v. Baltimore, you're not acknowledging the United States Constitution. Right? So regardless of what you did in that consent decree, regardless of what you did when you sued, and regardless of the Voters' Rights Act or any of that, the problem is, the problem is, the problem is Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the United States Constitution states very clearly that the only people that are allowed to change anything pertaining to the elections, okay? We all know that each state has the ability to run its own elections. However, the only individuals that are allowed to change the time, date, place, any of those stipulations of an election is the state legislature who are duly elected by the people. So that in and of itself was a violation of constitutional law. Now here's where the problem comes in and this goes back to what I said about Justice Taney with the uh, Dred Scott case. You have the Constitution stating certain things, but what difference does it make if the Constitution states something if the justices interpret it a different way or they just choose to flat out not see the case because of a technicality like lack of standing? Now, in the Dred Scott case, which was very interesting, they started out by saying a lack of standing, but then they ruled on it anyway. Now, with the cases we see now, they're not ruling on these cases. They're not even seeing these cases for lack of standing. Now, most of you, I saw somebody in the chat room said something about ballots from under a table. You don't even got to go that far. Even though that did occur, you don't even have to go that far. You don't even have to go that far. The reason why you don't have to go that far is because there, there are constitutional questions that, to be truthfully honest, the United States Supreme Court was supposed to take these challenges and they were supposed to rule on them. Point blank, period. And they did. So when you have these dudes running around here talking about some, oh, you, you, but they did this and they did. You don't even understand how the process works. 
You don't even understand how the process works. But you're constantly running your mouth about the process. Like you don't even have a clue how it works. But you want to constantly sit up here and talk about it and it, like... It's pathetic. It is pathetic. Now, you, I can take it a step further. The same way I just broke down for you what went on in Georgia and it, that's not... What I just said is not speculatory. You can go look it up. You can go look it up right now. Now, if you go on up, up the road, if you go up 95... Right. You go up the road, as my grandmother would say. You go up 95 and you get to Pennsylvania. Now, Pennsylvania is very different from Georgia. How is Pennsylvania very different from Georgia? Pennsylvania is like Virginia. It's a commonwealth state. Which means they do things very differently. Right? Now in Pennsylvania. In 2019. They came with the uh, with Act seventy seven, right? Act seventy seven. Now Act seventy seven states that you know it gives you the date and time. It gives you everything about how the election is supposed to be run, right? Well, a couple of days before the election. They made changes to Act 77. And most of you say, okay, cool. So what? Here's the problem. The problem is the, the attorney general of that state, he went to the state legislature in order to get those changes made state legislator the state legislature wouldn't make those changes so when they wouldn't make those changes he then went to the state supreme court and the state supreme court granted him what he wanted and this is a couple of days before the election what he granted him was a few things one he granted them a three-day extension to receive ballots, mail-in ballots, three days after the election, up to three days after the election. They granted him the ability to accept those ballots even if they're not postmarked, even if the postmark, the postmark could be smudged or not visible at all, 
right? Now, the state Supreme Court, when they did this, they violated their own state constitution. For one, state Supreme Court justices are not supposed to be changing or writing election law. That's legislating from the bench. So, when Justice Alito found out about this, he basically sent them a letter, sent them a ruling saying, look, anything that you received past 8 p.m. that night, segregate that to the side until we can clear this up and figure out what we're doing. They didn't do that. They ignored them. Kept doing what they wanted to do. Now, one of the Republicans filed a lawsuit. Him and another individual. Two Republicans filed lawsuits. And the lawsuit was... Originally... The lawsuit was tossed out. They appealed it. When they appealed it, when the lawsuit came across Judge uh, uh, McLaughlin's desk, she said that the original uh, uh, the original lawsuit should have been upheld because of the merits of it, because it had the capability of winning. Right. So when she made that ruling, they figured they got a victory. The only problem was. It was the state Supreme Court that did all of this mess anyway. So you knew they were going to override it. So the state Supreme Court. Basically override overridden her um, her ruling. Reversed her ruling. And then basically told the two Republicans that filed that lawsuit that they didn't have standing. Well, no, matter of fact, they didn't say they didn't have standing. They said they, they overruled that lawsuit. They denied the lawsuit because they said that they didn't file in a timely manner. But see, here's the legal loophole to the whole situation. If they would have filed it, they're saying, that, you know, because Act 77, it has a stipulation and I actually read it to you guys that if something is changed in the Act uh, uh, 77, you have to file an appeal within 45 days. You have to challenge it within 45 days. But the court is saying that the 45 days has been passed because the changes that were made was 2019, which is also a lie because they made changes to it right before the election. Which means that the lawsuit that he filed was actually within the 45 days. So. Which is, you know, it's BS because. Even if he did, let's say for argument's sake that the change was in 2019. If he would have filed it then, they would have said lack of standing. And the reason why they would have said lack of standing is because they would want to know who who's the affected party. 
there was no affected party because there hadn't been an election yet. Now, if you're listening to everything that I'm saying and you're saying to yourself, wow, this is a real mess. Don't worry. That only means that you are logical, intelligent, and you can spot effery whenever you see it. Because all it is, is a bunch of bureaucrats and politicians using every loophole they can in order to seize power. That's all it is. That's all it is. And the one place that we depend on to clear all of this up, which is the United States Supreme Court, has a coward for their Supreme Court Chief Justice. So how can you fix it if the highest court in the land is ignoring it? How can you fix it? That's the that's the ultimate remedy is the Supreme Court. Which is charged with the duty of upholding the Constitution. And they basically just wipe their behind with it. And and I won't I won't take a dump on all of them. Alito and uh, Thomas wanted to see it. They wanted to they wanted to take up the Texas case. They wanted to take up the Texas case. But Roberts wasn't having it. And to be truthfully honest, Roberts should be impeached, removed from that position because the person who really deserves to be chief justice right now is Clarence Thomas. That's who should be chief justice right now. If Clarence Thomas was chief justice, he would clear all of this up. He would clear it all up. Roberts needs to go. He, need, he needs to be whatever process you have to go through to, to unseat. And I agree with I agree with Mark Levin, too. Um, Supreme Court justices of the United States should have term limits. It shouldn't be a lifetime uh, uh, appointment. It shouldn't be. Because then you have foolishness like this going on. You have foolishness like this going on, which is it's beyond ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. Then you go over to Michigan, right? Go over to Michigan. Now, Michigan, you had situations with uh, the Republican observers not being allowed to observe the count. And that's a constitutional violation. That goes into the 14th Amendment, the equal protections. It goes into the equal protections. So that was a violation. Then you go over to Wisconsin. Wisconsin has very strict uh, rules when it comes to how they go about their election. So in Wisconsin, 
you have um you have the absentee ballots where you can't just get an absentee ballot you actually have to fill out an application and turn the application in in order to get an absentee ballot and of course after you cast that absentee ballot that ballot the signature can be compared to the signature on the application the only stipulation the only uh not stipulation the only um exception to their strict rules in wisconsin is um the category of indefinitely confined which is for individuals who are disabled who cannot leave their home which gives them a remedy to be able to vote even though they can't leave their home right problem in wisconsin is you have a large number of absentee ballots that did not have applications you also have a large number a record number of people classifying themselves as indefinitely confined and the state supreme court in wisconsin recently ruled that you cannot use the pandemic to classify yourself as indefinitely confined now, the only problem with this is they're still having difficulty with that because of all of the people who classify themselves indefinitely confined, some of them actually were. So you can't toss out all of those ballots. What you would have to do is you would have to go through the process of identifying which individuals were not indefinitely confined and which ones were. Because if you don't, you yourself in your investigation would be violating the equal protections in the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. This is why this is so goofy. Because on the one hand, this mess was created because individuals violated the Constitution but it's the Constitution they're using to keep people from getting to the bottom of what happened. Now just think about that for a second. Just, just, let that, just let that sink into your brain for a second. You use a rule, excuse me, you break a rule in order to do a bunch of stuff and then turn around and use the rule to keep the people from catching you and how you broke the rule it's ridiculous Y'all mighty quiet. Have I lost y'all? Have I lost you? I know y'all like man this is a mess this is a mess yes it is 
it is a mess and there are a bunch of developments that have happened recently some really interesting developments and i will be talking about those developments later on tonight later on tonight we're gonna be we we're gonna be going ham we're gonna be going ham on d live so y'all already know what it is later on tonight i'm gonna go i'm gonna go live on boss talk radio for about a good hour and then we're gonna jump into d live and we're gonna we're gonna cook we're gonna cook But yo, let me read, let me read the couple of super chats I got. <laughs> I got a couple of super chats, literally. Let's see. Kennard said in Georgia, they hid ballots under the tables and it's on video. Why do people choose to ignore facts? You get attacked for posting facts. Yeah, of course. Black Wolf appreciates you. He said, preach boss. James Burrs appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, four super chats. <laughs> but that's all good. We got a bunch of cash apps, so it is what it is. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see, Raymond, he said, about that time. Appreciate you, bro. bro. Torrance, appreciate you. Derek says, salute, big bro. Keep bringing the fire. D-Rock Den said, Monday heat. Dark power, appreciate you, bro. Miss Chani, what's going on? Said, Tides, appreciate you. Tremaine, appreciate you. Supreme King Coon said ninjas hate civics, but master in but master in BS. You got that right. They can't stand civics. Let's see, shakedown. He said 3,000 Spartans. Appreciate you. Judge Dre, what's going on, fam? Appreciate you. Let's see. Samuel, appreciate you. He said, keep pushing, big dog. Terrell, shout out to you, bro. Sean said, thanks for the knowledge. No doubt. You already know what it is. Let's see. Bay Bay said, for the fire. Dante, appreciate you. CJ, appreciate you. Marcus Ibmore, he said, tell him. David said, the political fund, AMG, keep teaching, no doubt. Let's see, Ryan said, appreciate talking with you brothers on the panel, no doubt. Let's see, Chain Breaker, appreciate you. Thomas, appreciate you. Jeanette said, said teach, brother. Counselor Murray, appreciate you. Clue, appreciate you, you said supporting the channel. But oh my God, y'all have no, y'all have absolutely no idea how frustrated and angry I was listening to them knucklehead 
it, it was a couple of them. It wasn't all of them, but it was like one or two that was just saying. And I'm just sitting there listening to him like, bro, you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you don't even have a clue what you're talking about. And don't nothing make me angrier than when somebody sits and talks at length about something they have nothing. They, they know nothing about. Know nothing about it. David said class in session. When AM talks, they listen. Appreciate you, bro. I mean nothing. They know nothing. You hear me? The average brother, look. The average brother in the ghetto sphere, their, their political IQ is about that big. It's about that big. And some of the ones that talk about politics, they only they only talking about it from the uh, uh, MSM perspective. But I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I'm sitting there listening. They just so afraid. Oh, Kamala going to take away our ability to talk about black women. Here's a solution. Won't you find something else to talk about? Or is that too much like logic? You, you ever hear the term stuck in a rut? See, some of y'all are y'all lost, you know? These black women, they they got you going in circles. Bow, bow, bow. Why don't you just go out here and get you a Becky, a Maria, or a Mei Ling and just call it a day? That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Well, see, I think you like I think you like talking about them. See, when I was talking about them, I was talking about them because I wanted a solution. See, a lot of y'all, I don't think you talk about them because you want a solution. I think you talk about them because it makes you feel better. I think you talk about them because it makes you feel better. It makes you feel better about your situation. There's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of that going around. Said those dudes sound like a sewing circle. That's exactly what they sound like. A sewing circle circle jerk. You said they still want them? Yeah, that too. That's the other part of it. They definitely want to be with them. They definitely want to be with them. And, and not even the good ones. Not even the good ones. They want to be with the raggedy ones. They want to be with the raggedy ones.
<laughs> Did y'all know that your homegirl finally, your homegirl finally decided to buckle? So Pelosi finally decides to buckle on a COVID bill. So y'all are going to get a whopping 600 bucks. Y'all about to get a whopping 600 bucks. What y'all think about that? <laughs> Only problem is you got a bunch of people already being evicted. That's the only problem. You got you got a bunch of people already being evicted. I tell you what, and I tell you something else too. You better pray they don't make the Kraken special counsel. You better pray. You better pray. You got that right. Six hundred dollars ain't man. That ain't nothing. Six hundred dollars ain't nothing for people that's out of work and like. Come on, man. What is that? One paycheck for some people. If that, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, you know, here's the craziest thing about it. The craziest thing about it is out of everything that's going on, out of everything that's going on, The brothers in the ghetto sphere are worried about not being able to talk about black women. Let that sink in. That's what they worried about. I'm, I'm glad their priorities are straight. I'm glad their priorities are straight. This is what's so funny about it. What's so funny about it is they hate. They hate the orange man so bad that they ran up out of here and went and voted for a uh, 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 chamomile. And now they want to complain about chamomile. You voted for. You voted for. I got I got a little math test for you guys. Press one in here if you if you good at math. Press one in here if you good at math.
Remember a couple weeks ago when I said there's about 280 million people in the United States? And of that 280 million, a little under 80 of them are, are below voting age. And remember I said out of the 200 million that can vote, you have some that are going to be disqualified, but you still ended up with 158 million people voting. And I said, I don't think it's plausible that 158 million people or 150 some million people voted. Remember that? Well, somebody actually went behind me and did the actual numbers. And I was almost dead on target. I was almost dead on target. What they're saying is that there were 212 million registered voters. Of the 212 million registered voters, 62% of them voted. 62 or 64%. So 142 million people voted. So if 142 million people voted, if the orange man got 74 million votes, how many votes did that leave? What's 142 subtract 74 million? Or better yet, let's make it simple. Just put 142 subtract 74. What does that leave? Sixty-eight. But wait a minute. I thought Swiper got eighty million votes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And and those aren't my figures. The first figures I gave you was me speculating. The first figures I gave you was me speculating. The second set of figures I just gave you, that's being reported by everybody. That's being reported by everybody. So that's accurate. And if you think I don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. Supposedly 212 million registered voters. 60 some percent of them voted which comes up to about 142 million votes seventy four plus eighty million is a lot more than 142 I'm just saying. Tight T, appreciate you. I'm just saying. (sighs) 
Now, I know there's a lot of folks that don't really like the 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 ins and outs of politics and the ins and out of legal matters and court matters and stuff, but you can add, can't you? You might not have paid attention in civics class, but you paid attention in math class, didn't you? You can add, can't you? And as the old saying goes, men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. But numbers don't. But more on that later on tonight, because we're going to cook later on tonight. We're going to cook later on tonight. We going to cook later on tonight. Anyway, let me get up out of here. Um, for those of you who don't realize already, this video is not going to stay up. The playback will be available later on tonight on the website. So if you're not a $20 patron, become a $20 patron. For those of you that are having trouble viewing the videos on the uh, desktop, I mean, excuse me, on the website, you might need to switch devices. You might need to switch your phone, go to a desktop or something. I don't know what's going on. I'll have to test it out, see what's going on with it. But um, you could also hear the playback on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, iTunes, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. But I will be back later on tonight for another Boss Talk Radio. So you guys be on the lookout for me. Um... Aside from that, y'all already know what it is, man. I appreciate y'all for contributing to the show, especially those of you who contributed in the Super Chat. And I appreciate everybody contributing in the uh, Cash App. But hopefully a couple of them knuckleheads actually watched my show today and actually got some education. You feel me? But other than that, man, I'm going to holler at you guys later. Remember to keep the faith, keep the pride, hold the line, and remember, stay conservative, my friends. Holler at y'all later. Deuces.